wonderful welcome to the Hollywood Heels podcast. I am the rock star, the renaissance man, the Duke Russo. And I'm joined by my, by my literal dog, Coda, who you definitely just heard shaking his head in the background. And also my proverbial dog, the divine voice himself, Henron. What's up, dude? What's poppin', brother man? What's poppin', party people? Uh, another hot, jam-packed, red-hot night of some Monday Night Raw. I'm a little bit under the weather, some might say, but we should be good to go. We live in. How'd you feel about today's episode, man? Yeah, I I thought it was kind of a meh episode. Um, there were some really funny parts. Uh, you, I mean, at this point, anytime our truth is on the screen, like I just want more of it. Um, some decent decent stuff. Uh, some of the segments I felt were kind of bland and kind of dumb, and we'll, we'll get to that. AKA the Rhea Rhea Becky part, where I was just like, "Why did this happen?" Um, and then you know, let, let's jump to the most unfortunate thing of the night: is Seth Rollins is legitimately injured after the main event against Jinder Mahal. So, you know, it, it, you'll go through the match, but he he did his little uh, that that sweet little combo he's been popping off for a little while now, like the springboard swanton into the springboard moonsault, and. Dude, okay, this wasn't a moonsault to the outside of the ring, but the streak of injuries on moonsaults right now, it's kind of getting to be a problem. Yeah, and it's sad because I was just hyping this shit up. I was like, man, I'm so glad that he added this to his repertoire. I'm so glad that he kind of started to change things up. And it, it sucks that... This is exactly what caused that injury. Um, I'll, I'll briefly run through the match, and then we'll kind of talk of uh, implications of you know what what this injury does for Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Mania, and where I'm thinking SummerSlam and Survivor Series because that's if it is an injury, a tear, we're at least looking at a six to nine month recovery process. So, but we'll we'll talk about that. Um, we did have the match against the modern-day Maharaja, Mr. Jinder Mahal himself, who came out with Indushare. They've been MIA. I was one. I thought they released him because I was like, they've been gone for a minute, and we've been talking a lot about Jinder. And you'd think they'd be there, but oh, they're here, and they were in their ring gear. Uh, so I thought there might be some action from D-Boys, um, but we get you know Seth out. And, and man, there was so much abdominal stretching in this match. There was more abdominal stretching in this match than there was on like every show that's existed in the past six months, pretty much. Like, no need for all of that. This is kind of why they were kind of like, you know, gender. Like, let's may- maybe hinder him a little bit. I don't know. Um, and and gender, I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much mess about the guy. But even his selling, it's like he was just beating Seth's ass for like the majority of the start of the match and. You know, he Seth had a little bit of a comeback here and there, and we had Indushir the entire time being a distraction until they eventually got kicked out. But like, gender just doesn't really wasn't just selling getting hurt. I guess they're trying to build up that he was so tough, but I don't know. It just kind of 
put me off where I'm like, this is your world heavyweight champion, Seth Rollins, when he fucking hits you with this shit. You don't just stand there. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, whatever. Uh, we finally get that one spot where he hits the uh, springboard uh, swanton into the lion salt moon salt. And his, I, I'm almost like, cause I knew about the injury going into watching it as well. And even when he first hit the the swanton, like it looked like the moonsault, it was kind of hard to see where his knee landed because it was kind of on the other side of gender from the camera angle they they showed on the show. But even when he landed on the swanton, it just looked as if, you know, that I think it's the left knee. It just looked as if it didn't maybe land right. Maybe the heel hit earlier than he anticipated. I don't know. But... Instantly after he hits this, he goes for a two count pin and he he pauses and it's got to be hurting. Like that, I think like he legitimately paused and took a moment because like it it just hurt that bad. And they're talking to the ref, and you know then they just kind of get back into the match. And after this point, after the injury, the match actually got good. You know, they fought over a suplex. He hits the Falcon arrow. He hits a pedigree. He goes up top for a um, frog splash and ginger moves. And as he's doing this, like, he's selling this shit. It looks legitimate because it fucking is. And when he hits, I believe, the frog splash spot, his whole left leg just, he has no control over it. Like halfway through the air when he's about to land on the ground and brace himself with that. I can only imagine how much this shit hurt going through this. Um, I was literally just watching some doctor video talking about MCL, ACL, meniscus tears and you know the bending of the knee and the inflammation, blah, 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 blah. Evidently, regardless of what you get, it's just extremely painful just because of the inflammation in the area and the constant joint, you know, movement. But for him to just keep fighting through this shit, he had a promo or backstage segment earlier on. And basically he was just, you know, I'm the workhorse champion. This is what I come out here for. I wouldn't be me if I didn't have this match. You know, I can't be me if I don't continue to do what I do. And like, that's a shoot brother. Cause he fucking still like most, you know, and as we've seen, they throw the X up, they stop the match, but he's like, nah, run it. And he he eventually won with a stomp. Uh, he kicked out of a coloss from Jinder Mahal. We had Priest watching on the outside eventually. Uh, he was kind of eyeing both of them after that missed uh, frog splash. And then Drew comes out and then they start brawling and it was it was a whole whole deal but seth ended up winning and he just kind of looked sad uh after that like he didn't you know he kind of sat down and as the show went off the air it was just him with his hands on his knees just kind of disappointing yeah man the look on his face was like so i i watched this on um uh, a replay i did not watch it live so i had already knew that the injury was legitimate um and you could just see in his face at the end that he's like fuck this is not good this is not good um and then also knowing that the injury was legitimate dude the fact so so gender like went to do the vertical suplex and then seth countered it into the falcon arrow but like 
it, I'm not going to call it a deadlift because it wasn't, but like he lifted Jinder fucking Mahal up into that Falcon arrow and like muscled him up on his knee and everything. And that was just like, holy fuck. Like to me, that was the biggest spot of the match, knowing that his knee was injured. Like seeing him pick Jinder up that way was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, as of right now, we don't know exactly what the injury is. The last I saw, which I think was from Dave Meltzer, was that he he's waiting on an MRI. I don't know if he got the MRI and he's waiting on the results, which really wouldn't be a thing because they would know pretty much right away or what. But um, usually ACLs and MCLs, with a field test, you can tell pretty quickly right away. Now, I know we kind of had that discussion when it came to Charlotte. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he avoided that. It could be a meniscus tear. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. I just hope that it's nothing serious because, like you said, this is going to have serious implications. And before we get to those implications, on the topic of gender, yeah, it kind of wasn't good because, like we've said, the thing with Jinder in the past was like, the dude is fucking jacked, but he clearly ain't on the juice no more. And I mean, like, he's in pretty damn good shape. But when you compare him to where he was, you know, seven years ago or whatever it was when he held the world title, like, he's so much tinier, you know? Like, and it just, without that, it kind of makes him even worse. Yeah, 100%. I was thinking that exact same thing. I was like, he's not this monster that he used to be for us to even believe in how he's acting in this match. But he did have a really nice promo beforehand when he had his eyes closed and he was talking about the seven years of whatever and I beat the the goat and yada, yada, yada. That was a pretty lit little promo that he had. I will give him that. Yeah, you know, he he can sometimes talk and... I enjoyed uh, his part in the rock uh, return and I don't mind him on the microphone. That's why I, I think, you know, him as a manager of Indusheer, which apparently um, uh, Michael Cole, I think it was Michael Cole, was the one that like, I, I don't know, they were bickering about like the heights of the guys or whatever, which I found kind of comical. Like, no, no, he's not 6'5", he's 6'8". I'm like, okay, whatever. The dude's fucking monstrous. Whatever. Um, I think him being like the manager mouthpiece for them is fitting for where he's at in his career right there. I don't, I don't know that we need this singles return for him. I 100% agree. And now that we're seeing a little bit of a mix-up in the tag team division and, and we're likely to see potential new face champions here soon, that's a nice heel team competitor for a good feud uh, to go on. Yeah, so, all right. If the, if this is a serious injury, man, this, this fucks with a lot of things. Because like you said, it's likely going to be like a nine-month absence if it is an ACL. Um, that's, that's serious. And, I mean, he's not named Roman Reigns, so they're probably going to make him vacate the title if that's the case. You know, Roman's the only person that would probably survive that. Um, and... and I guess you do another tournament. 
I think you do qualifying matches to get into the elimination chamber and the winner at chamber gets the title and then we figure out another way for the mania person you know because i feel like you got to keep this title being important and if you just have some shitty tournament on tv and you just end up giving it to drew or punk who are in my opinion the likely two biggest winners you know i i think they might maybe even need to pull the trigger early on this Damien briefcase thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I guess in theory, you don't have to cash in on a match. Like, Seth could be injured, come out, and like try to talk to the crowd, and then Priest cashes in. No? Yeah, yeah, I I could see that. Um, I'd I'd love a a Seth on crutches, and then Priest comes in and chop blocks him. <laughs> I'd love that. And Seth would totally be down for that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, Seth would fucking die. Like he'd he'd make it look like he's in so much pain. That would actually fucking be such a good thing, especially for character uh, development for Priest because that shows more of his vicious side because we we can't forget you know part of judgment day you got to be vicious and we've kind of been seeing honestly less and less of that you know we kind of saw a glimpse of it tonight but even less honestly so so actually on that topic you know we'll we'll go through all the judgment day stuff real quick um because because i actually feel like we could be getting face damien priest at some point here um, cause you know, we got our truth slinging t-shirts in the parking lot. It's the, and our truth shirts, um, which I, I didn't see if you could buy from the merch store. Cause that, that wasn't actual duct tape. That was, that was legitimately printed on the shirt. Um, and, and priest is pissed about it at first. That's until truth hands him a fucking fat stack of hundos as his cut. And you know, he, he's got a cut for Tom and Nick too. And once he sees that, Priest is like, all right, you know, do, do your thing. But, you know, in tonight's tag match, don't tag in. And he hits him with the, the big wink. Oh, I gotcha, R-Truth. He's so, he's just so great. This was, this was an amazing segment. And yeah, that was a, that popped me when he was like, I, I can't, is Nick okay? I can't find him on Facebook. That was a, a real good one. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I, like I said, I just, I love all this, all this shit. Um, all right, so we, we got a match to get to before we get to the rest of the Judgment Day. I, I suppose we'll, we'll do this in Judgment Day order. We've got JD and Dom versus DIY. Yeah, they had a nice little match graphic when uh, Dominic came out, and he kind of had his little like Vaquero. You know what I'm saying? Mexican cowboy stuff on his little Judgment Day Phantom as like a 3D thing. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if I remember seeing that before. So uh, props on that. DIY, the crowd was going kind of big for Johnny Wrestling out here. Uh, I want to say Johnny Wrestling almost got cheered as hard as Dom got booed. And that's kind of saying something going in either direction of that comment. But this was, you know, your classic little tag match. We got to see, you know, some 
brutality by JD, not a lot of action really by Dom. He spent more time on the apron along with Ciampa. Gargano was in there to, you know, get his ass beat eventually, get a hot tag. We had some fun stuff in here. You know, some, you know, like a dive. They did their little sit on the apron, pat each other on the back. We got the slingshot spear from Gargano. They had this nice uh, tag team clothesline when Gargano hit like the arm ringer, held onto one arm, and Champa ran off the ropes to take out Dom. That was pretty nasty because he hit the shit out of that guy. We eventually had Champa in the ring by himself. He hits his. Uh, He's going 2v1 on these fools. Eventually sends Dom out the ring. Hits the signature backdrop on JD McDonough that JD always takes. And people have signature moves that they hit on people. It has, is there anybody else in wrestling that has a signature like move that they take? You know what I'm saying? Like JD always takes this same move. But I, I can't think of another person who has taken the same move either way ao and superplexes <laughs> that's true that's true he does always end up up top on there that's a that's a that's a very good very good shot right there but i was i was kind of thinking as well like when the hell like who who but i guess people who constantly eat something that they can easily counter directly into their finisher um, which I would, you know, like a Cody and a suplex or something like that, or somebody running off the ropes into Randy Orton for the power slam. I don't know. But they ended up winning with the uh, meet in the middle on JD McDonough's. They also hit this nasty tag team backdrop move when Gargano kind of picked him up for the back body drop. And, or I'm sorry, Ciampa picked him up. And Gargano just comes running grabs his other leg and kind of slams him down harder on his back. I don't know what the hell that was, but they fucking killed that guy. Uh, good match, though. Yeah, this this wasn't bad. And I mean, it's just more of the same, uh, you know, beat JD and Dom a few times, and then you'll finally get your shot at uh, Finn and Priest, as we see later in the night. Um, but a- after this, we end up getting a segment from the clubhouse where Rhea takes off to address her division. Priest is uh, saying that he just talked to Adam Pierce about Drew, but JD wants to know why they ain't been taking care of our truth. Priest whips out his stack of cash, and he's like, well, you know, he- he's he's doing his thing to earn his keep around here, flashing the money, tells them that they all need to go see him to get their cut. And JD's like, do 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 I get a cut? Dude, you ain't on the shirt. So no, you ain't get a cut. Yes, yes. Um this is I mean it's fucking so good because he's not on the shirt. And I was like, oh shit, he's not on the shirt. It's so funny that that's their their like main shirt, but they're like, oh no, we just not, we forgot to add him on that one. He he wasn't part of the group yet. There's still beef. Between Priest and Rhea, by the way, Rhea never once cares about the money. Um, and when she's walking out, Priest is walking in, and they damn near like shoulder check each other. So something's still a brewing deep down in J Day. Um, but they eventually, uh, Priest told Finn, you know, let's lock in, and they're ready for tonight's match. Yeah, and and. 
I, this is where I feel like Priest, he's kind of, our truth's kind of growing on him, you know? And I, and I do feel like, I don't know, we, we may see something, but, uh, all right, let's, let's take care of the Rhea Becky thing because that's the last Judgment Day related segment we got before this, uh, this tag match. Um, you know, Rhea comes out at first. She she's tired of women claiming that it's basically anybody's division but hers. And, and this is when Becky comes out, interrupts, talking about how they have a lot of a lot of shit in common, going through what they've gone through to become faces of the company, being top dogs. And Becky straight up says, "Rhea, you might be better than me, but she needs to prove that Rhea isn't." And in order for her to prove that she needs to go out there, win the rumble and take that belt from Rhea Ripley. Rhea wants it though. She's like, I, I want you to win the rumble. The only person that wants you to win the rumble more than you is me. I'll see you at WrestleMania. And honestly, dude, I felt like this was a really mad tease. Like nothing really hyped me up. We kind of know that all of this is coming and it's just kind of, Okay, you put the two women out there to talk a little bit, and then like, and they're both capable of better. I don't know. I didn't really care for this. Yeah, um, Rhea actually kind of messed up. She it looked like she forgot what she was gonna say, or got confused on how she was gonna phrase it because she was trying to say, "If you don't want to waste your opportunity, you better choose somebody other than me." But that's, you know, that's like a double negative that I just said. So she's probably trying to say it in a not double negative way. And then she was like, so just don't wrestle me, okay? It's kind of how she put it. And then, but she was like, don't worry, mommy's always on top. And the crowd was like, oh, damn right. Damn right. So they didn't care. And then Becky comes out and it's like, again, Becky should kind of be just hiding somewhere. Like, it's okay to just chill for a little bit, right? But whatever. Um, talking about, she says, you know, you're the best, I'm the best. Shout out DJ Khaled. She said, we the best, but she's got to beat her so she knows that, you know, you're not better than me. We already knew she was going to win the Rumble. We've been calling for that. It would have been much better to see her just kind of show up after getting her, you know, punched out by Naya. That would have been so much better because she's not doing anything to make me care more. If anything, I'm caring less. So, Yeah, and the segment didn't help. And then we finally do get the tag match. So we've got Finn Balor and Damian Priest defending their titles, actually, against the awesome Truth, R-Truth, and The Miz. So another great match graphic. They actually had our uh, truth up there when they were showing Judgment Day. He came out with Judgment Day in the background. I don't. I don't think that they knew, but the camera guy and they kept kind of showing him in the background. It was cute until they, you know, get up in the ring. He's in the back on the apron and he puts his arm around Finn's shoulder. And Finn's like, "Who the hell's that?" And he, he you know, he brushes him off. And Miz the whole time is like, what are you doing? Like, it's us. We're on the team. You know, but Truth just doesn't get it. 
Truth eventually, you know, I don't know what he's doing, but he drops all his money and everybody's like, what the hell? And then, you know, he truth is like, oh, this is you. This is for you, Finn. This is for you. And Finn's like, well, shit. All right. All right. Let's get this money. He's got a stack for Dom. Dom or McDonough tops up on the apron. He's like, where's my cut? You know, where's my cut? And he says, you have to be a member. You're not a member, Donuts. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's that's quality content. Um, You can hear the mic picking up Finn as they're about to start the match. He's, he's telling him, put put that in my pocket. Put that in my pocket with, with the dollar bills. So he was really trying to hold on to them dollars. This this was this was great. Um. This was an okay match. Story of the match was, you know, Truth in there, kind of just getting beat, beaten up by Finn. Anytime he hits Finn, he's like, oh, ah, you know, I kind of feel bad about that. Priest is just standing on the apron. He seldom gets in there. Miz gets in for a little bit. You know, he has some, uh, like a hot tag. And then we get to what's uh, my climax of the match. Um, <laughs> Which it, I forgot I forgot to mention, but when they when Truth dropped all the cash, Michael Cole said, "Our Truth out here doing his best impression of the New York Jets fumbling all the cash." <laughs> Why did he say that? <laughs> for no reason. That shit right there made made the match for me. Right, I don't know why he did that. I I don't as a Jets fan like that one that one I don't even the the biggest fumble that we've done recently is pay Le'Veon Bell to do absolutely nothing and after that like I don't know it hasn't been that bad yeah like I feel like the Jets haven't done anything especially recently we're not we're not even in like a Jets area or competitor I don't know why he said that it was just so. This is, this, is, this is the life of a Jets fan. Like people, people, it's it's weird. So you know, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles just got embarrassed out of the fucking playoffs. And yeah, the whole country likes this shit on the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys. But they're really only shit on that bad because they're also the most popular team on the fucking planet in terms of football. So you know, it's all right there. But the Jets. Everybody just loves to make jokes and hate on the Jets. I, you know, I'm I'm numb to it. I'm numb to it. And you know what? When we turn into a fucking powerhouse and we actually win a goddamn Super Bowl, all you bandwagon motherfuckers can stay away. All right? You know, all, only the people that have dealt with the pain and misery. The other day, it was 55 fucking years to the day since we won the Super Bowl. Okay? So you know what? When that day comes, we will have a joy that most of you will never be able to experience because you've never dealt with the fucking misery that I have, okay? Just getting that out of the way. I'll be, I'll be right there. I'll throw my, my accent on. Get out of here, right? I'll be right there cheering on. Uh, the gabagool. <laughs> yeah, the gabagool. I'll be right there. Oh, my God. But um, we had a nice uh what or uh, back to the back to the match here <laughs> um pretty much you know Balor uh 
truth sends Balor out. Truth is like, you know, hesitant. He's about to attack Priest. Priest is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what happened to us? What happened to this? Don't you want to be part? And Truth is like, okay, okay, okay. And then Balor comes in there. He tries to sneak pin, but uh, Truth kind of counters that, hits him with the big heel kick. But then Priest, you know, finally turns. He hits the big South of Heaven on Truth, who gets pinned. And the crowd was pissed. They were into that priest truth friendship and when priest broke this man's trust the crowd was fucking hot hey, you know what i actually think that we're gonna see segments later on where like priest feels bad and regrets it that's what i'm saying is i think i think that this is like still gonna turn into like a, a it's the reverse situation of mcdonuts right so like mcdonuts Everybody kind of wanted him in the group, except for Priest. And then I feel like we're going to have a reverse situation here with R-Truth. I think Priest is going to feel bad for it. I could be completely wrong. They may just bury the heel in him or whatever. But, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, after everything that we've gone through, I feel like he's going to regret it. And we're going to see it. For sure. I think it's going to keep going. I think... Whenever Priest does turn face, we will see this come back. And he's not going to have any friends because he was just part of Judgment Day. Everybody hates him. And the only friends he had in Judgment Day are the ones trying to take him out. So why would anybody show him sympathy? And then here comes our truth the only person to stick up for Damien Priest. And it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, we're we're going we're gonna to get. Uh... The 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 archer of truth the, the 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 infamous truth yeah the infamous truth all right let's do it that's what we're gonna get which I could get behind I I could you know I I don't know I'd like to but, see it I don't know if they'll be tag champs but they they can definitely be a team that beats. Uh, who who's it gonna be? Finn and JD, Finn and Dom, or are they gonna be Finn and Drew? Uh, I I actually don't think Drew's gonna end up in the Judgment Day. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on with Drew. I think he's gonna remain rogue. I think. I really hope he resigns with WWE. Um, but I think that until that's settled, having him involved in a group is just too sticky of a situation. Yeah, anytime I think Drew Judgment Day, I just see him. He wears the exact same thing, but now he's got eyeliner on. And I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Drew ain't ever wearing eyeliner. Uh, as it turns out, when they were the dashing ones, I don't think he wore eyeliner. Which I missed that whole era of that time in WWE because I'm like I like I remember Cody Rose existing, but I didn't I didn't watch any of that young Drew, none of that goodness. Me neither. I need to go back and find that, but that's how we actually open the show. We got Cody opening us up. And uh I don't know, he makes some sort of sad attempt at cheap pop talking about 
some song about Arkansas or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't think he really knew what the fuck he's talking about, but, and it like kind of worked, kind of didn't. Uh, but you know, he wants to talk about finishing the story and, and you know, this is when Drew shows up. Drew reminisces about their shared past. He's actually proud of Cody for, for everything that he's done and, and his entire career arc. Uh, they were, WWE Tag Team Champions as the Dashing Ones at 23 and 24 years old, apparently. So that that puts all of this, like, what, 13-ish years ago? Um, he said that they both had to leave WWE and come back to, to realize their full WWE potential and mentions that Drew's last match outside of WWE was against Cody. Cody is going to finish his story, but not before Drew finishes him. Uh, for, Drew finishes his. Um, Cody reminds him anybody can win the Royal Rumble. There's plenty of dudes in it. Uh, Drew accuses Cody of being fake with this whole baby face image, the suits, the smiling, and says that ain't the real Cody. Cody denies that it's an act and uh, points out that they are different because Cody is here cherishing his second chance in the WWE while Drew just bitches about his. Drew tells him to stay out of his way. Uh, I am this damn business. And Cody tells him to stop bitching and is like, yo, do I need to remind you who won that last match you had outside of WWE we're talking about? And I I guess that means Cody won because I sure shit didn't watch it. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what's funny is... They mentioned that, and I was thinking, like, what? I'm like, the I'm like, before Drew went back to WWE, and I'm like, oh my god, that was what culture pro wrestling, the pro wrestling cup 2017. I just pulled it up right here. I'm, I'm like 99% sure this is it. And Drew Galloway, as he was known then, this is where I saw him. I saw Drew Galloway and Cody. You know, I don't even know if he could have been Cody Rhodes at the time, right? And this is when Cody was trying to be in Ring of Honor. He was in New Japan. He was, um, he might have been the leader of the Bullet Club at the time or fighting for the leadership of the Bullet Club right around this time. And this was right before Drew joined NXT. And this is when NXT was in its heyday with, I believe, Drew took the title off of Andrade which was an amazing match. And Andrade took it out Johnny Gargano. And we were just going down the run of Johnny wrestling existing. And man, what a time that this led right into. And here the fuck we are. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's been a, a wild full circle moment for these two. And I guess, you know, kind of kind of when you think about it, it makes sense where they're at, and I I would like a little uh, Cody Drew action for a belt on the line here. I don't I don't think we get it because they've got two different stories, and I think we agree that Cody's not winning the Rumble probably. But if if what you said earlier, you know, Elimination Chamber turns into uh, a chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship, then Cody can't win Rumble. I mean, can't win Chamber to get to Roman, 
and then he'd have to win Rumble, but then CM Punk doesn't win Rumble, so he doesn't finish his story. Like, I, dude, the Seth injury has so many, like, the ripple effect from it is just wild. Yeah, and it's still, if we're getting Rock Roman at Mania, Roman has to wrestle two nights. How do we make that second match work? Rock doesn't even need to. Rock doesn't need to win anything to get a title match, in my opinion. Like he can make that work. Do we need to give um, Cody back-to-back Rumble wins? That's how determined he is to finish the story. The story. That's how much perseverance he possesses within his being to win back-to-back Royal Rumbles to main event WrestleMania twice. So that way he can make up for what he couldn't do last year. I think that's an epic story. Fuck it. Strip Seth and give CM Punk the belt. Have him go on a tear, quote-unquote, a CM Punk tear for you know two months and have him lose the belt to fucking Drew at Mania and give Drew his big moment. And we're supposed to be having Brock coming back soon. And that uh, Brock could, uh, Brock needs to get eliminated from the Rumble by Gunther. So that kind of takes those guys out of that picture to keep, you know, everything else where it needs to be. Yeah. My, my only thing though is like, there's no way that they're not going to give CM Punk at least one of the two things that he quote-unquote came back for, which was winning the Rumble and main eventing WrestleMania. He's going to do one of those two. I don't know which one. I mean, obviously, if he does win the Rumble, then that pretty much guarantees the the um, main eventing of a WrestleMania. You would one would think unless it's rock roman and then cody roman but i i don't know i'm starting to think maybe maybe we don't get cody roman at wrestlemania maybe we get it at like SummerSlam, and he drops the belt at SummerSlam. i maybe maybe it waits till next year i don't know dude like honestly this seth injury and and again, we don't know. We don't know how serious it is. It could be a fucking knee sprain uh, if we're we're all lucky, and and then all of this is irrelevant. But if it is serious, like it really fucks everything up. Yeah, it really does. And I wonder because they they've always had this exclusivity between brands, but I feel like we can start you know, branching into, you know, if we're going to have an open title, maybe we do another tournament because isn't the way we got the contenders for the title the first in the first place is we took a tournament on Raw and on SmackDown to have SmackDown competitors in that tournament. So now we can yeah. even mix up that pool even more, which would be cool. Yeah, but... Because <sighs> then they could give it to Bobby. I just don't, cause, cause then there's one belt on Raw, you know, like then, then you got the IC and that's it, and then you've got the US title, the World Heavyweight Championship, and the Universal Champion, all on SmackDown. That just doesn't make sense. Well, no, you move, you, I'd move the Pride to Raw or whatever that group is. You know what I'm saying? Like if you win 
this raw belt, I'd write that, you know, quote unquote, write that in the contract of this tournament. If you win it, this belt stays on raw because Adam Pierce, you know, wrote this contract up. I don't know, some crap. Yeah, I mean, they can make all that shit up, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I mean, on the topic of Gunther, uh, he does return tonight. He addresses the crowd. Reminds us all how close he was to actually winning the Rumble last year. He set the record, in case we all forgot, for the longest time in the Rumble. He entered at number one, and he got tossed out by Cody Rhodes. Um, We get some Cody chants from the crowd here, which was masterful. Uh, and, And Kaiser gets a little recap about how he murdered Kofi. Gunther loves it. They hug. I Gunther didn't strike me as a hugger. That that kind of struck me a little weird. And then Xavier Woods comes out to interrupts. And uh, he's pissed at Kaiser and wants a match. And Kaiser accepts. Yeah. It was nice to see Gunther give his man his props. Uh, was also surprised to see him hug him. Also, like, Kaiser kind of tall. Kaiser almost looked taller than Gunther here but not not wider of course but yeah this led to a uh, match with Xavier and man they just beat the shit out of each other this entire match it was just chop fest after chop fest they were fucking going in on each other Kaiser kinda was on top anytime Xavier would have you know a small flurry a small brief comeback he would, uh, you know, immediately cut him off and start taking him out. Eventually, like, probably busted Xavier's lip or something like that because he was bleeding from the mouth. But that kind of added to it because he just looked crazy. Uh, they ended up outside. Um, Kaiser throws the chair at him. Uh, or my, my apologies. Um, Xavier throws the chair at Kaiser, who just ducks that shit. Kaiser's like, what the hell? Um, is that is that what happened? Man, my my notes are making less sense. But we eventually get um, the DQ when Xavier actually uses the chair to take out Kaiser, and the ref actually calls the DQ here. Um, we get Kaiser about to do his running drop kick again to Xavier. The crowd's chanting, "We want tables for some reason." So that's fantastic. <laughs> um. And he goes to hit this drop kick, and before he can get there, Xavier jumps off the stairs to hit his own drop kick. Pretty nasty. Um, he grabs the chairs, or I'm sorry, the stairs, tries to smash and just chucks them at this guy's head, and the stairs just ricochet off the turnbuckle slash post. Uh, Kaiser dodges, and he's he's just scared for his life. You could like legitimately the look on his face. Great acting. Because even Wade Barrett, I believe, um, was like, looks like he's seen a ghost. And the ref grabs Xavier. And I feel like this all stemmed off of a genuine accident. When um, Vinci got knocked out by Kofi. But this is, has been a great little story that we've got going on here. Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, they, they never 
root for injuries, of course. But when this injury happened, you know, they, they must have secretly been jumping up and down inside of like, oh my God, we can turn this into so much shit. Cause they have, they've, they've turned this into a ton of shit. Basically, they've literally turned this into an entire fucking redemption arc for Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, he's like he's got merch. He came out with his T-shirt on like the, he's been reinvigorated. He, we were just talking about how stagnant the. What do they even call it? Imperium storyline has been. And this has kind of been that shot in the arm that they needed. Yeah, we we saw Gunther hug another human being. Like that was not something I ever expected to see on WWE. He just doesn't, like I said, doesn't strike me as a hugger. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was decent match, and we get more uh, more of this to come. Also, uh, I saw on the interwebs that it's been confirmed that Big E is returning next week. So we get the full New Day reunion. Yeah, I believe they they all were on the Drew Barrymore show, show recently. Um, so nice to see the gang back together. Yeah, it, it, getting Big E back is going to be huge. I, I As much as I want him to wrestle, I kind of hope he's not going to wrestle just because I, I want that man to like keep a neck. Um, but just having him back you know, is, is going to be good. I kind of hope we get him, I don't know, on commentary or something. He, just, just get him somewhere where we could hear him just say obnoxious shit and it would be fantastic, please. And something that I feel he could do that it has its danger points, but if they play it right, it could be safe. He could, um, what if he's in the rumble? What if we get Kofi and then we get Xavier and then, you know, round 29, we hear the New Day music again and we're like, what the hell? And then it's Big E. I think that'd be nice. You know, he doesn't have to do too much. He can get excited and they can get thrown over the top and maybe somebody's people are there to catch him or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're you're pretty protected in the rumble when it comes to like, you know, it. If you enter at a point where uh, there's still a bunch of dudes around, you know, um, so yeah, I I I think that'd be safe. Um, we've got some developments with Chelsea and Piper over the the course of this episode. We we get a little super small dumb segment where they're asking Adam Pierce for another rematch, um, you know, claiming that they were cheated and you know the ref counted too slow or whatever and Pierce ain't having none of it he must have heard you man saying that he needs to put on his big boy pants like Nick Aldis because he fucking did and uh, he says you know what you're gonna have a match with Indy and Candice here instead and that's what we got Chelsea and uh, Piper Niven versus Candice and Indy Hartwell yeah and I'm honestly getting tired of seeing three tag team women's tag teams in particular mainly two but uh they're these they're on my list they're number two on my list chelsea and piper they don't deserve another rematch because you just got one you don't deserve even a qualifying match because i'm like what are they gonna win and then we're gonna give them another match like no right like no um but they end up fighting indy and candace and it's like 
I'm sorry. Indy needs a little bit of work. When she was in there, it was kind of slow in mid. We did get Piper hitting one of my favorite moves of all time, a shoulder breaker. Not something you see very often. She kind of just picked the girl up like a tombstone. One knee drops her on her shoulder. I love that move, and it should look a lot better than with what she did. But she did pick that girl up like it was nothing. Every time I see Candice LeRae, all I can think about is everything I saw from her before WWE and how they're just wasting her now because she's really good. And man, she was hitting her little stand-up sentons by jumping off the opponent's back and then landing on them in a senton. She hit two in a row on Piper. Chelsea comes in there. She hits a simultaneous senton into a code breaker on Chelsea onto Piper's back. She was on fire. It was great. Um, Piper couldn't hit anything. Everything, you know, she kept missing. And then we finally got, I don't know, risky business is what I'm calling it. Um, we had a lion salt by Candice LeRae while Chelsea was being draped in the ropes by Indy very tight area to hit this maneuver um the young bucks hit a very similar maneuver where they do usually a 450 or a swanton into that same position it's always nasty it's always disgusting a little sloppy they can put some work on it and it will be a top tier finisher nice victory hopefully we don't have to see too much chelsea and piper yeah, I, I, I'm kind of over them as well. And like you said, I would much rather start to see Piper in a, in a singles aspect. Um, not really feeling the indie situation. And I, I don't mean this the way that it's going to come out, but on your comment about them wasting Candace, like she kind of old now, dude. Like I'm not, she ain't old, but like she's kind of old. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you, but look at this match. We have Indy, young, fresh, up-and-comer. We have Candice. Yeah, she's older, but who was more entertaining in this match? Oh, without a doubt, Candice. Um, and, and to be fair to Indy, like, they they barely give her any fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, what has she been doing? Not a goddamn thing. Yeah, and I don't think they gave her too much on NXT either, so. I mean, they gave her a belt. That shit, man, that shit didn't even count, and then she, like, got instantly injured after that. Yeah, it would it would be like Obafemi getting injured right away, which would be miserable, and I don't even, I want to erase those words out of my mouth. There you go. I got some some comments on Obafemi. Because um, speaking of a champion in WWE, we had a random backstage segment from Big Bronson Reed, who basically said there is a man right now, a WWE champion, who doesn't realize it, but sooner or later, their title will belong to me. And I'm thinking, who is it? And I was going to go down the list, and I said, holy fuck, it's Obafemi. We're going to no. get Obafemi. He's an Bronson NXT Reed. champion, not a WWE champion. WWE is part of NXT. NXT. Obafemi is going to pop up Powerbomb Big Bronson Reed. 
No, no. I I interpreted that as Gunther. That's what I think it is. See, I felt like Gunther is the most obvious answer. So I'm like, maybe. But then I'm like, American champion, is he calling out Logan? Is he calling out Kevin Owens? He's not calling out Roman. Is he calling out Roman? I think he should call out Roman because what if we get... Because when they showed his hands, I'm like, you know the tattoos. I'm like, what Samoan is on Raw? Because I'm like, those aren't Uso's hands, right? Uso doesn't have those hand tattoos. And it's like, oh, it's Big Bronson. What if Bronson joins Solo as part of this new future bloodline with Braun Breaker, of course? That'd be great. Uh, yeah. I actually could see that. I don't know. I know that Bronson Reed is like from New Zealand or something, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down under. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know what his heritage like actually is and where it traces to, and like if it traces to the same like Samoan type of Samoan that that the uh the usos and roman and and you know rikishi and all those dudes are i i don't know but if it does yeah i i very much would prefer that i i would actually prefer him being the fucking leader of the bloodline over solo yeah yeah i agree with you there but we all know solo's next up we all know tribal air my ass all right whatever um Speaking of big men, though, we got Akira Tozawa beating Ivar. What happened, man? Dude, this shit out of nowhere. Shoosh. I was like, oh, fun stuff. And then I remembered we were getting Ivar Tozawa. And you already knew that this was going to be some shit. Because why are they wrestling again? Um, Tozawa is doing his little kicks and shit. And he's actually doing damage to this guy. So it's like, what the hell's already going on? Ivar tried to do some big ass pop up move, but Tazawa just turned it into like a pen- pendulum DDT, which was disgusting. He just put the man down. He rips his shirt off, and even Michael Cole was like, "He ripped the shirt this time." So they even had to hype that shit up. Oh man, um, we do get uh, you know Ivar with a little bit of a comeback, but he's going up top, and Maxine. Goes for the distraction, pulling the old school Maria Canellis and just kind of starts jiving to the slow music. You know what I'm saying? If you know what I'm saying, trying to give the distraction uh, to Big Ivar, which kind of worked. Um, and Tazawa sneaks up. Ivar's on the ropes and he hits the sunset power bomb from the ropes for the one, two, three. So Michael Cole called it. And man, it was out of nowhere. They're literally trying to run out the building they're so excited right they're already at the entrance ramp like maxine's damn near tackling him they're so excited and valhalla just comes out of nowhere beats the shit out of maxine hits a pop-up headbutt on her hits the big um roundhouse spinning heel kick ivar to tozawa hits the doom salt and you know that was that segment yeah and uh I mean, I guess we're going to end up getting Maxine Valhalla again out of this, which after Maxine's match with Rhea, uh, we haven't seen her wrestle since. <laughs> so I love Maxine, but at, that match was so fucking bad. Oh, my God. 
Um, but yeah, I was super hyped that Tozawa won here. And so was Gable after the match. Gable was mega hype about this. And uh, you know what he's going to do? He's going to punish that savage idiot, savage idiot, idiot, savages next week. So we're getting Gable Ivar next week. And I we're, we're getting chaos theory, right? We better be. Yeah, we just have to be, right? That's the only thing that, that makes sense. He's got to hit a motherfucking chaos theory on this big guy, and we're finally going to get some type of satisfaction when he hits this big-ass move. So that will be extremely exciting. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. And then, all right, so we saved. Thankfully, I masterfully crafted this episode to save my two least favorite things for the episode to last. So we've got a Shinsuke promo. He's talking about how he fell short against Cody. He's angry. He's hungry. He's savage idiot, savage idiot. Um, And he's talking about uh, how his story with Cody ain't over. Please fucking Lord, let it be. Like, I just let, let this shit rest, dude. And uh, now he's focused on the Royal Rumble. He's hungry, blah, blah, blah. I... I need a Shinsuke break, dude. I really do. Yeah. Um, the story's not over until I say it's over is what he tells homeboy. He's he's like, he basically says, last week, I sucked. And I don't like that. And when I suck, it makes me hungry. Cody, I still want to fight. Our story, it's not done until I say it's done. But for now, I'm going to focus on the rumble because when I'm hungry, I'm dangerous. That's what the hell he said. My guy, I'm glad Like I felt they had to put these dumbass motherfucking shits in here because this did not feel like no go home episode to the Royal Rumble. I damn near forgot that that was even coming up the way that they were kind of portrayed this, this honestly, this was a good episode of raw. This was a terrible go home show. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't need any more Shinsuke dude. I just, I need a break. Like he'll come back and I'll enjoy it. And when the music hits, like I'll be into it. But for right now, you know, give me, Give me a break until, like, at least after Elimination Chamber, please. Yeah. He can, uh, and then, um, on, a, on a quick note, he's he's down below Cody, right? So, I, I don't know if we're going to deal with more of him and Cody. And we got Drew and Cody. Who do you think comes out on top if Drew and Cody wrestle when they're both supposed to be top guys? I think it depends on if a belt is on the line and when the match happens. No belt, just a grudge match on the way to WrestleMania. Um, I'm actually going to say in that context, Drew. Damn, I was thinking Cody wins uh, potentially with the priest distraction. Because uh, I, I think we might see Cody win the Rumble again, and he's got to go undefeated. But it's a, it's a toss-up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, we need both of these guys as top stars. So I don't know why they would kind of 
put them out there like this already. Yeah, I mean, I I really want the match. I suppose some of it might be slightly biased because I'm just a huge Drew fan, but um, I I think enticing Drew to stay is going to be part of their bookings moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, that would be a great a great part of that. Um, who do you think? If not Cody or after Cody, what is Shinsuke's next feud? Uh, a couch somewhere that's not on television. I do think they might give him some time off um, after this rumble or if he deals with Cody. I do think that will occur. But, it, I mean, I don't know, maybe fucking Sami Zayn who was supposed to like take a break but then showed up at house shows and then i don't think we've seen on tv yet so i don't know maybe oh man and sammy back at the rumble like say like when if sammy comes back at the rumble we haven't really seen him i've I've not kept up too much with social media stuff so you know i don't know but you know i haven't heard too much on the sammy front it's going to be a nice pop to see this guy back that's the pop that Becky Lynch could have had. Yeah, I mean the the big pops that I'm ex- biggest pops from Royal Rumble. Liv Morgan, and this is not in order by any means. Liv Morgan, Brock Lesnar, Andrade. That's what I'm going with. My 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 three biggest pops from the Rumble. I think I think we'll get a big Sammy pop. I think I mean I think Cody's going to get a huge reaction. CM Punk's going to get a huge reaction. Well, surprise pops is more I what got I mean. You. Yeah, I, as far as men's, Andrade was a good shout too because I forgot about him. I don't know who Trick Willie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who uh, who else might be a nice surprise. I don't know if Rey Mysterio might come back. I don't know if he's still injured. Um, oh, yeah, I think I did see a rumor that he could return Rumble. Did like that. Um, I don't know of anybody who's been, I mean, Big E, right? Like, um, Yeah, but I, I, I saw that we're supposed to get him on actual Raw next week. Um, you know, then that, you know, could just be something to hype up, give a hint. Maybe Sheamus right um yeah that's a good one but i can't even think of anybody that people would really care about if they came back right now you know yeah i i think that's i think that's pretty pretty much it but all right we've avoided it i mean we could we could avoid this match but the the way that i'm going to lead into this match is the way that they led into this match Warm me up, Tegan. What? What the hell was that? <laughs> that was so fucking weird, dude. That's some motherfucking Deshaun Watson shit, bro. Like, like Natty. Like, I've been telling y'all, like, she shouldn't be on my screen. I shouldn't have to see that. All right, I feel bad for Tegan. And if this doesn't somehow finally turn into Tegan being like. 
okay, maybe she's not my friend. Like, when are you going to get it? Right? Like, she don't even want to match your ring gear. She makes you, y'all don't come out together like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. They were fighting Shayna and Zoe Stark. And I'm like, this Tegan Natty team, that's another team that I was mentioning earlier about tag teams I'm tired of seeing. And, and they're number one on the list. Can't, without a doubt. God, like, this was unnecessary. Y'all could have done anything else. Literally, you could have replayed anything from last week. Didn't have to see this. You could have just replayed the match of the party girls from last week. All right. That's that would have been okay. But I guess we're eventually getting Zoe Shayna as our next tag challengers for probably whoever wins between the witches and the party girls. I'd like to see a three-way between all three teams as well. Um, but whatever. Um, match was mid, uh, the highlight in my opinion was Shayna sneaks in on, uh, I'm sorry. No, they stopped a heart attack, uh, late it, not, not literally, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they stopped, uh, Natty and Tegan from hitting the heart attack maneuver. We get, uh, Shayna hitting the Karakuta clutch on Natty. She, you know, throws her feet on the ropes and hits that old, was it like, I don't even remember, the 97 Stone Cold, Bret Hart, whatever, reversal from the sleeper hold, and he pins him with the shoulders down, flipping himself over in the corner. She kind of does that same thing. She gets the two count, and I've actually never seen it countered in this way. Usually that makes you break the hold, or you get counted to three. That's exactly what I've seen in every single match prior to today. So I will say that for the first time, Natty's been a part of something that I've never seen before. Well, not the first time because there's been stuff that I didn't want to see, but something good that I've never seen before. And Shayna, instead of letting go of the hold, instead of getting pinned, she like flips her hips and rolls like sideways over around natty maintaining the chokehold and then gets right back behind her grips it in tighter and causes natty to tap out 10 points 10 points round of applause yeah um you know you were talking about highlight of the match highlight of the match for me was when the bell rang like the the ending bell yeah that was you know highlight number two of course yeah, I didn't need this match. I'm tired of the 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 Tegan Natty thing. And I also feel like it it kind of holds Tegan down. I'd rather see her in the singles scene. Um Yeah, I and I'm not I'm not feeling this. Yeah, I I guess I I mean really I feel like we'll probably end up with Shayna Zoe having the belts at one point. You know, I don't know how soon that's going to be, but whatever. This, this this was fucking dumb. I don't. We'll skip it and we'll just go to, dude. This rumble is shaping up to be a pretty badass rumble, is it not? Yeah, like just thinking of the surprise competitors, like we don't even need big surprises. Like the current men's roster, like honestly, like. Maybe because I've been paying a little bit more attention. I don't know. But I just feel like, man, like everybody that comes out, like the the 
state of wrestling in WWE is just in a really good place. So I don't know. I feel like this is going to be one of those rumbles that people look back on. Like, you know, that 2024 rumble, that shit was a banger. Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting Gunther, we're getting Cody Rhodes, we're getting CM Punk, we're getting Drew McIntyre. Uh, I I'm assuming Brock Lesnar. Like those names alone, any given year could easily win the Royal Rumble. One hundred percent, and I I think we have to see Brock back. He's probably the number thirty slot. I don't know, but I saw some random report. And the exact verbiage was Brock Lesnar will be back to WWE, quote unquote, very, very soon. And that tells me Royal Rumble. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I kind of miss Brock. And I'm really looking forward to Brock Gunther when that pans out. Honestly, what what should happen is we get Brock in the Rumble and he loses and gets thrown out by Gunther. So we get another big bonus from Gunther. I can see Gunther. He's not going to be number one again, but I, I do think he's going to be top 10, top 15. So he'll be in, in there for a while. Um, He'll whoop a whole bunch of dudes again so that he can start racking up eliminations and get closer to Kane's total elimination record or whoever holds it, throw out Brock. Brock needs to also be part of the elimination chamber, and he needs to lose the chamber as well. And then we get Gunther making fun of Brock because he's a double loser. Brock has that revenge factor from the Rumble, and that can feed the beef into their mania match in my i would really like that because then that even puts brock like you know like damn like is, is brock on the on the down slope like no it's brock lesnar but then i fucked i mean i guess gunther just beats him i don't know yeah i don't know that's a lot of losses to brock lesnar i don't think wwe is going to do that to the human being they pay the most but who's the next brock I think it's Gunther. Yeah, I'd say it probably is Gunther. Um, which is why, like, I want Gunther Brock at Mania because it's going to be a badass match. But I also want a big, bigger belt on Gunther, like, as soon as possible. So, you know, I, I don't know how we handle all of this shit. Like, I don't know if we do a tournament and then we get it on Drew and then we end up getting Seth Drew at like one of the main events of WrestleMania, uh, not Seth Drew, Punk Drew. And then Punk wins it off of Drew. And then Gunther wins it off of Punk. And then Gunther has it for 18 fucking years. You know, I, I don't know how we get there. But I, I want the World Heavyweight Championship on Gunther. Gunther loses title at Mania to Lesnar and he wins money in the bank. Interesting. He doesn't strike me as a cash-in person, but I mean... He does the, the respect thing, and he says, I'm going to Pierce, and I told him that I want my match in the main event at SummerSlam, or aren't they going to, like, Germany or Austria yeah, or something? Yeah, Berlin or whatever. 
Like that's, that's where when, he should win it. That's when Gunther cashes in his money in the bank, and it, the crowd goes crazy. I just or, think they would main event him, like because if yeah. he cashes in, like he, you know, it's, not a cash in, but he uses the contract to tell him, oh, "I'm not going to cash in. I'm no." He weekly. he ends up winning the belt in the main event somehow. Yeah, exactly that, right? So, all right, I'm for it. All right, take us home, my dog. Well, here we are once again, my miserable people. We do thank you for allowing us to make your lives just a tad bit less miserable. We will catch you next time with some SmackDown and a little sprinkle of NXT action. One episode until the Royal Rumble of 2024 should be amazing. But until then, stay safe and enjoy the day. Deuces, deuces. Peace.